0: Dilemma for Chelsea this summer, is it Lewandowski, Cavani or Glenn Murray? It's the 87th edition of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. welcome back listeners we're coming to you on the 28th of february snow has well and truly hit the uk and who better than to talk us through these desperate times than the iceman himself welcome back james
1: thank you billy welcome back to you too
0: you must be absolutely reveling in these icy frosty conditions i at the love moment. it
1: i love the frost it's great it's, yeah you just never get warm so I, I don't need to be warm i like it cold
0: but your your FPL side isn't on ice at the moment. Excuse the pun.
1: It is a little bit actually, yeah.
0: Excellent, good stuff. Well, we've got another great guest for us today. We've got FF Scout Career Hall of Fame number one, Peter Cowenberg, joining us. Peter, really glad to have you on
2: board. Good evening. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you.
0: Great. stuff. thanks for joining us. So, do you want to tell everybody a bit about your involvement with FPL, and how you got started, and, and kind of what you do with it day to day now?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um. I've been playing for, uh, I'd say, just over ten years or so. Um. Sort of middling ranks. Last three seasons, I've had some uh, good, good results, good overall scores. Uh, two hundred eighty ninth, one hundred twenty ninth, and one hundred thirty eighth. But I think it's wow. fair to say, uh, that this season's not going quite as swimmingly. Hmm. Um. I've been pretty much around the three hundred thousand mark, uh, since the start of the season, and that's where I am at the moment. So. Um, yeah, it's not quite as strong this year. It's fair to say. That,
1: that's exactly why I, I brought you on because uh Bully's actually around three hundred thousand at the moment. So I thought maybe no, the battle Bully, is on. Bully the battle could, is on. Bully could have some help from you. Or like I, you, I was just going to say, up I, I'm actually
0: uh, I'm actually moving house soon. I wonder who my new neighbours were, but apparently I found one already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, nonetheless, though, because FPL is very much, as I see it, a game for the long Longhorn. I'm sure you will come bouncing back over the second half of the season. How have things kind of panned out for you in the last few years, kind of second half of the season?
2: Uh, generally, I think strong finishes in terms of saving on, uh, holding on to the chips and things like that. What I think I have noticed the last sort of two or three seasons is that when you, wherever you are entrenched towards the middle of the season, it is quite hard or it's that much harder to rise up the ranks um, or indeed drop, because people do generally have similar-ish sort of teams. So you have to think a bit more outside the box, perhaps, if you want to uh, jump up those ranks. So I think the benefit I've had from previous years has been I've had a, a much stronger middle-season point. Uh, so this year, I think the fight really is going to have to be on. So...
0: What I'm hearing from that is actually mid-tablers need to start taking some gambles. People a little bit higher up can probably afford to play the safe option.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that's probably true. Um, I think the only time I've gambled when I've been near the top was, I think at one stage, I was maybe 70th or possibly 80th in the world. And I realised that it, for it to be, a, you know, exceptional finish, maybe you're not top, but top 10, I was going to have to do something a bit different. And as it happens, it, it didn't work out and I dropped a little bit. Um, so that's perhaps where you start you know, really making those gambles. But other than that, yeah, you have a decision to make. I mean, gambles are gambles for a reason, aren't they? You, you perhaps as likely to go down as up, but at least you're going to make some progress one way or the other.
0: Yeah. So it's uh yes, the long game and whether you want to gamble or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Iceman, uh, you've been doing very well recently. Tell us a bit about how your team's been this week.
1: Oh, well, It's kind of a bit like the uh, the Arsenal Cup game, really. It started off quite well in uh, in the captain's Salah. I was like, yeah, I went for Salah. I was edging towards Kane at some point, thinking that against Crystal Palace that he might score a few. But I just played safe on Salah. So and I had the Firmino points as well. And then kind of middled out and then I think towards the end with Favianski or Bonner only scoring zero. Uh, I brought in Van Dijk and uh, Eriksen for Sterling and Otamendi. So I've lost two City players, which i kind of almost regret regretting already, but I'm, I'm hopeful for the two players that I brought in. And I just think it's going to peter out uh, tomorrow. Whereas I've only got Aguero left to play. I'm on forty-seven at the moment, so uh, above average. Average is thirty-eight at the moment. Yeah, not too bad. I'm still at uh, three thousand overall, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, having Aguero left to play isn't the worst position.
1: No, but it's, it's whether the match is going to get played or not. That's a big question as well.
0: We hope uh, the the snowmageddon doesn't hit the Arsenal game as well. Peter, how about you? How have you been getting on this week? Thank you.
2: Uh, yeah pretty similar I'm actually uh just behind a couple of points there on 45 I think with Sterling if he plays unlikely and Aguero to go. Um I captain Salah and that's where pretty much half my points came from. I mean there are only two two clean sheets so far this game week anyway and I certainly didn't have a, either of them. But apart from that Firmino and Eriksen were the only ones who really got many points. Yeah it probably wasn't the time for me to go to a back four which is what I did but um there you go. And I've got Lingard's points sitting there looking at me from the second sub. But, you know, uh, I, I still think that was the right decision at the time, because obviously Lingard, as it happened, started on the bench, which I thought would happen.
0: OK, yeah. So a few decisions to consider for this game week as well, then. So I got uh, just above the average. I got 44. A um, bit of a nightmare of players not playing. So I've still got Sterling to play. But uh, Jones of the Tongan didn't play at all. Uh, I've got Otamendi to come off the bench. But my main scorers were Salah, uh, Kane, and Firmino. So no one great to shout out. I've also got Mkhitaryan as well. I assume that's going to be a blank from him. So <laughs> yeah, not so fantastic. I mean, I'm still with a chance for some points here, but I'm not uh, not holding my hopes up too high. So let's see how you've all been getting on in our mini league. So the top 10, let's have a look. So in 10th place, we've got Green Butchers, Georgie Arnaldov. Uh, we've got Muddyfield, Tom Copping in ninth. Orf and Pett, Jay Loggerwood in eighth. Team USA, Andrew Redmond in seven. Cruise Control, Stevie Sunshine in sixth. Two girls, one schlup, Andrew Ferguson in fifth. Uh, Jiget, J- oh Gigetto, <laughs> Georgie Bojinov is in fourth. <laughs> nice. Joe Stones in third. Rizwan Chowdhury in second. And still top of the league, is Demir10A, uh, one of the last guests we had on. So great from Demir.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's now in our Slack channel and there's uh, becoming quite a little community in our Slack channel now. It's looking for some good chat in there. So if you want to join us in that Slack channel, we have got... Our Patreon page still up. It's patreoncom surgery. So if you're willing to pledge to the Slack price, which is three dollars fifty per month, uh, you can come join us in there. There's some good activity in there and some good uh, stats and links and things which people are posting. Just quite enjoying it now. In fact, buddy, you need to you need to get back in there and uh, do a bit more posting.
0: Yes. Yeah. I apologise for that. I'm um, useless.
1: So let's move on to the uh,
0: this week's fixtures. We're still technically in the middle of this one, as Arsenal are due to play tomorrow. Snow being well. Let's have a look from Saturday, the 3rd of the March. Though, of the March. Uh, Burnley take on Everton at 12.30. Iceman, I'm going to come to you first, given the frosty weather. Uh, do you predict this game's going to be on with your knowledge of, of all things snow? And if so, who do <laughs> you fancy? Just to be clear, I'd like you to predict the players and form, not the weather on the game. It's that's- <laughs>
1: that's whether they'll actually play or not, isn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah. if, if they don't. But, <laughs> I, I am actually considering bringing in a Burnley player for this week because, listen, away from home are terrible and they're just not performing at all. And I've brought in Wilcott and he's just I got him those two goals. I brought him in and I wouldn't advocate kind of bringing him in, but Norwood Eyes, uh, he has got that game week 31 and... I wouldn't suggest taking out these players because they, they're always capable of actually scoring big. I mean, he got two chances created and only one attempt in his last two, but he is doing well on the uh, the baseline uh, BPS at the moment. He's mm. uh, he's top ten out of all the midfielders, so it's semi well, and he is getting involved. Just losing FPL points at the moment, but I would actually be looking two next fixtures being Everton and West Ham, Burnley. I'm still thinking about bringing in the likes of. Ben- um, I still think they've got a clean sheet. It was only at the last minute where Southampton scored against them that uh, they conceded. So, uh, yeah, Pope's still performing. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of wary about this Heaton, but in a recent press conference, DiFemme said that Heaton is, uh, it will take him for him to return. So it will be a few more. So I think you've got to about game week 32 before you need to do anything about that. But yeah, I'm still still advocating the same old with Burnley. It's going to be the
2: defence.
0: Okay, Peter, what do you think about this one?
2: Well, that was music to my ears, to be honest. I mean, I've been kindly backing Ben Mee for weeks and weeks and weeks. He's been in my team for ages and, you know, everything seems... He seems to tick all the white boxes apart from getting points. You know, he's getting the chance. Burnley, love a clean sheet, but his last few returns to me have been ones and twos. But I think this week, you know, as you suggested there, as the Iceman suggested there, sorry, that you've got two managers who love clean sheets, who desperately want a clean sheet. Um, not the most attacking sides in the world. Um, I think... The value would certainly be in Burnley's defence. They can, you know, if I'd bring somebody in for it, but I agree that they've got two good fixtures ahead. Um, They're after a clean sheet. I mean, why don't they shake hands before the game and just call it a (laughs) nil-nil?
1: They should, shouldn't they? I mean, when you say um, bring someone in for it, I mean, I know it's only two games, but potentially they've got a good two-game clean sheet on them here,
2: surely. You could certainly do a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, you could do a lot worse, I agree.
1: And you could make up those points which they're not going to score in game 31. I mean, like... I suppose this is the choice of when we get to Game Week 31, whether I have a story of uh, if you're taking a hit, it's only going to be for two points because theoretically you're meant to get the two playing the game so that's for a, a player which i'm assuming so uh only a two point hit so you could unless score it's boost.
2: a defender and they get cuffed but yeah i yeah, know what you mean no
1: nah, yeah i know what you mean uh so are you against the idea of bringing any game week 31 blank in
2: no not necessarily um i mean personally i'll probably him back in and he's obviously uh not tonight's result but make a change in the defense just for those two guys i this season, certainly, I've, I've been cautious for the long times. I mean, I held off bringing in Pope because there were rumours that he had been back and that was at least a month or so ago. And as you quite rightly say, it looks like Pope's there for a good few games yet. So, um, fair play to those of you who got points for
0: So, we're thinking, keep Pope in if we've got him potentially air cards in this fixture.
2: <laughs> I definitely know, but yeah. Um, yeah. Niasse
1: was taken off at uh, 58 minutes though, so it shows that Big Sam just doesn't have any of his strikers.
0: For those of you interested as well, Spurs have uh, smashed. It was Rochdale they were playing tonight, six one.
1: Yeah, Patrick uh, there
0: for, for yeah Fernando Llorente. that one good for him. Uh, still not an option in FPL though. Um, right then, Leicester versus Bournemouth chaps. So we've seen the return of Mares. Peter, do you think? Uh, do you think Leicester?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've certainly got them in my sights. Um, I was torn between Ving and Eriksson or Mares in. Sorry, and I know that. Uh, Eric and seeing some of the stats, I, I think Murray's good, sir. Um, and obviously they've got Bournemouth coming up on two sides where you fancy him to, uh, yes, he's got a blank in game week just for the end, towards the end of the season. So, um, Murray's on my radar. Vardy's obviously in good struggle to fit him into my attack at the moment. But for Ben Chilwell, um, he was at the school I taught at and keep an eye out for him. Uh, i on rotation there over the uh, double game weeks in particular, but he seems to have established himself in option, and I'm seeing him pop up in Chilwell at the moment. Um Maro's probably coming in soon, and possibly a plus one as well.
1: He's got a bit under the radar, Chilwell, actually, hasn't he? Uh, because I, I was thinking about bringing him in a while ago, uh, but I was just a bit concerned about his game time with who- I think he
2: missed out a game. And he was he was poorly around then and it was bad timing really because I think quite a few of us got him in around then. But uh, yeah, I think there, there's that, that worry still remains. I think for any of the particularly full backs, wing backs are always going to be vulnerable, aren't they? Whether it's whoever um so you know the double game week and they get one game but yeah. as an option as a cheap option
0: playing yeah. a lot further forward the season as well uh chill well at times isn't he he's actually started a few on the left hand side of midfield so um he was at the school you taught at was he one of your your pupils or just as history it, he
2: was although i taught english so that doesn't really give me too much credit um, but a really nice lad um you know really Downsworth lad uh, very sporty family yeah, um, and you know, uh, all the best to him. <laughs> Do, Actually,
1: have, he he, talk- have you messaged him just say you are in my fantasy football team? Can I, I, I rarely had,
2: he was he was on a day release at Leicester for I think two or three days a week, so I only saw him fairly briefly. Um, but uh, yeah, nice lad, and uh, as I say, he's obviously um, you know doing fantastically at the moment. That's brilliant news. Interesting.
0: Yeah, you, you taught him the universal uh, language of football, Peter. So don't don't <laughs> downplay the credit for that. Take that. <laughs> Okay, so um some love for Leicester there. We talked a bit about Mares last week as well, and I still think he um he was worth the punt even if they're not playing um in that double game week. I think they've got some good fixtures until the end of the season still. Um Iceman Bournemouth, so uh Wilson's let me down again. I thought he was he was an absolute banker as the cheap striker for this period of games, but he's been done nothing but blank. Yeah. Um however, your mate Stanislas still seems to be the one uh, people were talking about. What are your feelings about Bournemouth?
1: Yeah, well, Stamsliser seems to be the chief golfer at the moment in the recent run. He's had 12 attempts in his last four <laughs> and uh, that's third to only Salah and Mane. So, yeah, he's, he's right up there on the stats. He's on free kicks too. Uh He's in all the top 10 for the attacking stats for the last four. So he is looking good. He's actually looking like a really good option. And I'm quite glad. Can he keep him. fit though, guys? That's it the question. True, yeah, that's that's what we struggle with, Stan Slavs. I get him in every year and uh, he always manages to get injured. So I've been on the, uh, yeah, I've experienced that. Every year nearly. Um, but Wilson, his form has gone right into the ground. So he's got 50.6 minutes per shot over the last three game weeks. And that's, that's down quite a lot for what he was doing when he was in that period where he scored four goals and two assists, where he was actually on 31.4. So he's really dropped in form recently. He saw some stats on FF Scout as uh, touches in the box down from 6 to 2.7. Shots in the box from uh, 2.2 to 1. And efforts on target, 1.5 to 1. So he's just, he's dropped in all aspects. And the fact is, Defoe is back and he came on in the last game, actually replaced him as a sub. So it looks like, I, I'm not sure if he's even going to start the next game. Uh, it is a bit worrying if you're an owner. I don't think yep. that you should be removing him though. I think you should yep. just hang on for maybe one more just to see if he's going to play. But it could be an option out the door for me.
0: One player I do like from Bournemouth, he's been just an ever-present this season. I think he's only missed like maybe 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 part of one game, and that's uh, Nathan Ake. He's right up there in terms of in the top 20 scoring defenders. Got an assist in the last game. A few games prior, he got a goal. Pretty much nailed on to start for them, and he's still only 5 million, and I really like Bournemouth's fixtures after this next one. So I'm I'm looking at Nathan Ake as a potential option here. Peter, do you have any sort of views on that? Yeah,
2: I'm keen to get Ake in for 31, I think, certainly. Not before then. Um, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, he plays in that blank game week uh, against West Brom, um, and he's got good fixtures after that. He's relatively cheap. He carries a bit of goal threat. So, um, yeah, I, I am interested in him. I've got Wilson at the moment. Um, as Iceman said, you probably hold on to him for now, you know, with the fact that he's got a game uh, game in, the, in game week 31. Um, but, yeah, disappointing return. I think he's pretty much dried up since I got him in, which is pretty typical in my season. <laughs>
0: Is, is there any coincidence that me and you share similar players and, and thinking with our team <laughs> at the moment?
2: <laughs> yeah, quit now.
0: <laughs> right, OK. Who, who's going to listen to who? That's the question. OK. <laughs> um, so in terms of next fixture then, chaps, let's move on from this one. There's not too many to uh, to shout about. I'm looking at Saints versus Stoke. Now, the question I pose to both of you gentlemen, what does Jordan Shakiri have to do to get any kind of praise, love, or commitment as an FPL player from us, because I, I think he's starting to prove himself. Yeah, he's, Peter, he's, let, you can answer this one first. Oh,
2: sorry. I asked someone who got uh, Chopra Mooting in rather than him, um, and he's lived <laughs> to regret it. But yeah, I can't, I can't argue with you there. I mean, he, he had the stats, didn't he? I think we've always seen him perhaps as a sort of um, hot and cold player. He'll do it, you know, have a couple of minutes of magic, and then not do anything for the next three weeks. Um, but he does seem to be putting that behind him. He seems to be in a role he's enjoying. Um a couple of tricky fixtures ahead but again Everton in week 31 so yeah again that's probably one way I hold my hands up and say I got that one wrong I won't be bringing him in just yet I might bring him in for 31 um, but you could see him scoring against Southampton you could even possibly see him st- scoring against City the week after you know City aren't watertight at the moment so yeah again well done if people saw the stats and you know watched the games and uh, saw that potential and got him in then uh, you know I have to uh, credit you
1: Sam. what are your thoughts? With Shakiri, he's another regret for me. Really, I, I wish I bought him. I just, I'm not quite sure whether his goals at the moment. He's scored what? Good one for three games running now. I just don't think it's that sustainable. He's scored most of them from outside the area, and it's a bit like that Lingard shout where everyone was jumping on upon him. And then all of a sudden he, he stops scoring for ages. But most of Shaqiri's shots are from outside the box. Although saying that, his his stats are good. He's had seven shots on target in the last five, which is level with Eden Hazard. So I just don't think he's going to score that fourth game in a row, though. And I think that maybe he he is that option for game week 31. I just think I'm going to wait a few more game weeks. But like Peter said, he's more than capable of actually scoring against anyone.
0: And, of course, at the weekend, their opponent, Saints, the FPL troll, Gabbiadini. I think it was Mika that uh, that named him that. Um, Yeah, very much back and forth, scoring in the 90th minute. Either of you tempted or is this just typical Gabbiadini? Yeah,
2: no, he came on a not bit, so no way. I'm not going near a Saints striker. Um, (laughs) I'm, you know, a hard push to select a Saints player as it is, maybe one or two in there. Perhaps of the double game weeks for, uh, you know, enablers, your, your Ward Prowse's and perhaps even your Stevens. He's yeah. popped up with a bit of golf recently, but uh, they are. Well, I was going to say a Jekyll and Hyde team, but it's it's generally fairly bad. Full stop with them. So um, you might catch them on a good week, but you're more than likely not to.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of using them as a um, potentially a, a double game week filler side, but other than that. Not yep. really. I can't really call this fixture. I do think there'll be goals, but not from anybody predictable. I think is the only safe bet in this one if you were going to gamble on it. Plus, he's in the double game week as well.
1: Yeah I, th- yeah, I think um someone which was in the news quite a lot this last game, it was actually Butland. He got the three bonus points, which caused a bit mm-hmm. of an uproar, but he did deserve it in terms of he got nine saves and 17 recoveries, although he did score... Well, he did let in the own goal. He might be one of these Game Week 31 keepers to have. At the moment, in terms of keepers... How well they're all doing in terms of BPS over the last four is Pope, Butland, Carrius, Foster are all up there, right at the top. So obviously Pope's not playing in game week thirty one, but Butland second, and then Carrius. So these options I do think are viable, and I am considering going him for that game week thirty one. Not quite yet though; I, I don't
2: need to make the transfer. But for yeah, and and most and people Karius, aren't going to have space yeah. for Carrius, are they? So no, exactly. um, you know, most people got those Liverpool spots filled.
1: Yeah, so, yeah,
0: Butland or Foster for me. Butland or Foster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe a goalkeeping option.
2: Yeah.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Okay. Bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, right, let's move on, chaps. So this one, a little bit more exciting, this fixture. We've <laughs> got we've got uh, Harry Kane versus Huddersfield. Sorry, I mean Tottenham versus Huddersfield. That's bitter, isn't it, from an Arsenal <laughs> fan? So bitter. Um, seriously, though, Spurs versus Huddersfield. Kane pops up with a winning goal again against uh, Palace. How many fairy tales will he write in his Spurs career? Genuinely think he's going to beat Shearer's record. Not much more that we can say about the man. I definitely think he's worth having for this fixture. The one that people will be worried about is perhaps beyond (coughs) the point. Iceman, do you want to say a bit about Spurs?
1: Yeah, I think, I do think they're playing really well, man. I know they only won 1-0 against Paris and they didn't look amazing, but they are the highest for attempts on goal in the last four. Kane didn't play tonight, so he's going to be well rested for this game. The only problem is they have got Juventus coming up in the mm. midweek afterwards. So that is a worry whether or not Kane's going to come off at like the 70 minute mark, but They absolutely hammered Huddersfield at their ground 4-0 last game. It was easy for them. I do think it's going to happen here. And I do still think there are a load of Tottenham options here. Obviously Vertonghen got injured. He uh, he had a knock. So Son was rested. There is a lot of competition for that. But he scored tonight. Whether or not that puts him back in the picture. Lamella not really doing much to keep that position. So I think Son will probably start. I brought Eriksen in because there's a, a safety pick. I do think he's just going to continue scoring points and I think that there are points here for Tottenham I think Older Wilde should be back for this one probably going to be in the team the only thing just a bit on the he
0: he, just say man on that he was got he was linked to clubs in Europe in the week rumblings that he's not entirely happy and may move on in the summer do you think that will affect him in the come the back half of the season or do you think they just can't afford not to have him
1: well, it could do, can it? I mean, like he wasn't listed in the uh, the team tonight, was he? Oh, Whether well, or not that's got anything to do? Do you do you know anything about that, Peter? You know any news on Toby? Uh,
2: n- no, I've I've not really been following that. I, I mean, same as you guys. I've I've heard that there's rumblings, but nothing more than that. So I suppose it's speculation. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry,
0: that's um, fair enough. No, okay. I agree with you though, man. I think it's um, it's a great if you've got any Tottenham players. I think it's a great one to to commit to them in.
1: Yeah, I think. People... The... I think cool. um, I'm just going to ask the question we have from Captain Kingpin. He's just saying, would you bring in Ben Davis in for the Spurs uh, next to, given that he gets into the box a lot? He's got a monster haul away to Huddersfield earlier in the season. Like, Is Ben Davis mm. an option with this rotation? What do you reckon, Peter?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, just started with Kane very briefly, just listening. If you haven't got him in your team, you're listening on the radio, or you're watching the game. It's just terrifying. You know, he gets chance after chance, doesn't he? And even with the Palace game, goals disallowed and, you know, near misses and so on. So, um, I mean, Kane's a, a shoe isn't he? And just you're you right that there's that slight nervousness about rotation as there is with Davis or being rested at least. Um, but I think in games he's started, he's played... A minimum of 74 minutes, and that was against, um, your Arsenal earlier in the season. Aside from that, he does tend to get a, um, you know, the full 90 minutes. And, you know, Davis, albeit not quite as prolifically, you know, the concerns we have about him being rotated, rested, don't seem to be coming into play quite as much as we, as we had feared. It is a difficult one to call. You try and second guess the manager with, you know, Juventus so close, but Davis didn't play tonight. Um, I think it's absolutely worth getting him in because he could re- re- um, restore even if it's a hit, he could uh, repay that in-, in just the week. So yeah, my trio, well, I've got um, Eriksen, I'm likely to bring in Kane. Um, and if I had a defensive swap spare, I probably would bring in Davis. So I think they're all fantastic shouts.
1: Yes, yeah, he is an option for me this week as well, Davis. I mean, I was looking at him and... Ben me and I think it's kind of a a given which one I go is Ben Davis but I'm just a little bit still scared that there's going to be a rotation Danny Rose is just suddenly going to come back in but with how Ben Davis is playing at the moment, he is a great player for them. He always gets in the bonus point system as well. He's right up there. So I do think he is, he is a good option.
0: Yeah, and uh, we've been, been speaking about Spurs there. Is there any hope for Huddersfield in this one or do we just see them free-falling at this point?
1: See, I said um, yesterday when we when we tried to record this before um, I had a Windows Update error, uh, I, said to, uh, I said to Peter, you know, when, whenever we talk, we try not to talk about teams which uh, we're not really interested in for the likes of Huddersfield we're not going to be really interested in but I'm actually I'm turning against that thought now and I do think there are some options here um Mm. I'm I'm going to come to you first Peter just to see what your thoughts on Huddersfield and then I'll I'll give my views
2: I've got to be quite careful because one of my good friends is a Huddersfield fan um (laughs) and uh, you know I I can't remain objective on that basis but um yeah I, I certainly wouldn't be looking to bring one in this week uh that probably goes without saying um, but particularly looking further forward and looking at enablers and cheap options, um, I'm going to be certainly monitoring the form of um, uh, Van La Para, um if he stays in there, yeah. but Pritchard um, and Moy, uh, assuming he gets fit. I mean, they're all what are they? 5.3, 4.8, and uh, 5.4 million. So they're they're not a huge risk, you know. If they're returning a goal every two or three games, and the rest of your big hitters are firing, then that's definitely worth the uh, the gamble. Um, so I'm going to keep a, a, a you know, a little eye on those three, I think, uh, for starters. Yeah,
1: I think the, the main one out of all those you just listed is actually Pritchard, who I've looked at. Mm. I, I did look at Van Lepare, he just plays out on the left. Pritchard just plays just behind the front man, so he's more or less playing up front. He is only 5.4. Played in the last two, scoring, uh, 12 points and 6 points. He's actually second to Mane for attempts on goal in the last two. So he's got a goal, two assists. It's not bad for that price. And mm. yeah, uh, I, I think he's, he's looking really good at the moment, Pritchard. Um, I was, I was kind of debating between the two, Van Lepara and Pritchard, but I just think that he's going to be a great option. They've got, after this game, they've got Swansea and Crystal Palace. I think that, mm. uh, I am considering bringing them in, uh, because. Yeah, they're home they're to so both playing.
2: and Huddersfield. Yeah, Huddersfield tend to do quite well at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah with Swansea and Palace you could see them getting a few goals couldn't you
1: yeah and then they've got um, that game week 31 fixture as well so mm.
2: yeah, yes some, H-
0: some long term love for Huddersfield there we're saying
1: yeah just just not this game just not yeah. this
0: game at all no yeah. not this game at all ok chaps well let's uh, let's move on to our next one then so we are looking at Watford versus sorry no we're not at all we're going to Swansea versus West Ham I've gone completely the wrong fixture okay. Um, Swansea West Ham Iceman what do you think of this
1: well West Ham really (laughs) always came out at the end of the game saying that they played quite well I I don't think they played quite well at all but I do think that uh, Arnie is still looking a decent option I mean even against Liverpool he came quite close to scoring some points he just uh, I think it was a, a tad unlucky but West Ham has just got one clean sheet in their last 10 games so you can't really see a Clean sheet. I've still got Ogbonna. I just I need to get rid of him. I've got the money, so I think I'm going to move him out this week. If you're looking at likes, if you've still got um, Jordan Ayu, yeah, he's, he's. I think he's playable in this one.
0: Yeah, so I was watching uh, Swansea versus uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I was watching a bit of Tammy Abraham, who we shout as a cheaper priced option up front, but I still think Ayu probably going to be the cheaper and better playable option for them at the moment in this one. Uh, I Agree with you, Iceman, as well. I think Anautovich looks like the main man. For, for West Ham. Peter, where do you stand on these two teams?
2: I don't, It's the uh, first point. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, go near yeah. them with a barge pole, to be honest. Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be points there one way or another. They're both poor teams, which means that, you know, one of them could haul against the other. Um, but I don't like either of them long-term. And Anatovic is clearly, you know, the man where he certainly had some form before his injury, and he does look threatening in every game. As a, a ex-Forest player, I keep an eye on... Uh, Antonio, although, you know, a similar sort of price range, and now is a no-brainer, really, isn't it? So, no, not a lot of interest for in me there, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye on them, but nothing more than that.
0: Fair enough. Okay, we're not too excited about this fixture then. Let's look at Watford versus West Brom then. So, Peter, let's come to you first, instead, for this one. So, Watford, West Brom, uh, any
2: any love for these teams? Um, well, I, Watford are a funny one, aren't they? They... They do, you know, now and then get the results. They they turned over Chelsea, obviously, and they're just down the road from me. So I do see some of their games from time to time. I mean, they, there's, there's players who flatter to deceive in their defense, aren't there? You know, um, Kiko Firmini, obviously a popular one. Jan Mat has history. Ziegler, I brought him in this, the, the week he got banned. So that was, uh, again, my touch of death. And then, you know, further up the pitch, I actually quite like Decore. You know, I've, I've got a soft spot for him. He's, he's cheap and he's, uh, fairly consistent. at getting the odds assist and, and even occasionally the odd goal. Um, so yeah, of the two, I, I think I have to favour Watford. Um, West Ham, well, you know they're where they are in the table for a reason, aren't they? West Brom supposedly. Uh, West Brom, sorry, yeah, um, supposedly uh, tightening up, but I can't see much evidence of that. So yeah, I mean, I'd be tempted to bring in the odd Watford player. And um, the difficulty is, of course, if you're looking forward to week 31 and that's on your on your radar that they've got Liverpool away, and uh, I think even the most ardent. Uh, Watford fans would struggle to uh, to back their team for that one
1: yeah Iceman any thoughts on this yeah it's just I mean if you've got Delafeu, he I think is out as I saw on his Twitter account he's put uh, unfortunately I'll be out from the pitch for some time but I will work hard every day in order to be back and ready to play um, good what, well, yeah, good. Uh, what for the, they are fourth for lowest amount of shots conceded over the last four. Best out of the teams playing in game week 31 other than Liverpool. And they are fifth for attempts on goal in the last four, which is the highest for the teams playing game, game week 31. Apart from Liverpool again. So they seem to be second best to Liverpool. It's just a shame that they're actually playing Liverpool. Um, mm. but maybe we should be looking at some of their assets. I mean, last week we mentioned Mariapa 4.1. He got two bonus points. He's quite high up there on the uh, BPS for defenders over the last four. Uh, Okaka is back, I believe. Is that right? He's, did he make an assist in the last game? Yeah,
2: he got an assist. Yeah, he did get an assist. He came on as a sub, I think, though. Yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah. That gives, yeah. that gives hope for Dini I think, uh, Dini he likes playing with him up top I don't know you could maybe punt on Deeney but I wouldn't he's uh, he, he's only just scored an open goal uh, for the first time in his last 27 Premier League games which the last goal he sco- scored in open play was against West Brom in April 2017 so shows how well he's actually doing he's just to just take the penalties really so yeah not really anyone West Brom they literally are the worst team in the worst form they're more or less in turmoil at the moment they've just got Great fixtures <laughs> I mean, hmm. the- they're they're doing so bad. They've got the most shots conceded over the last four. Most most goals scored against them over the last four. The only plus side to get them, them is they're playing in game week thirty one, and they've got a load of home fixtures coming up.
2: Yeah, it- Burnley and Swansea uh, weeks thirty two and thirty three. So if they could find some form from somewhere, then uh, yeah, absolutely, you've got some some potential there. Yeah, I, I do- don't think they will though. No, <laughs> not,
1: nor do I. To be honest, so yeah, not really any options. I mean. I mean, like if you're willing to to punt on a Watford player, then I would say Firminia. Apparently, um, according to FPL Stato, he played really, really well. He, w- he went and watched him at the game, and he was just telling me how good he looked going forward. He got the assist, so he may be worth a punt if you really want to go for it. Just another option for the game week thirty-one players. Okay
0: well this uh, let's work on to a more exciting fixture and it's always nice to let the guests have a bit of a treat so Peter <laughs> you get to talk about Liverpool versus Newcastle which uh, should be the easiest task of the uh, of the evening.
2: Well yeah I mean home banker obviously you'd thought uh, I know enough Liverpool fans know that's not always the case with Liverpool but I think nearly all of us have probably tripled up on Liverpool by now. Um, I say tripled up we've all got Salah, so really it's just Salah plus two. And most of us, certainly, I've got Firmino. And then it's a the question of who your third player is. Yeah, that's um, a good
1: question, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
2: I I got um, Van Dyke last week. Yeah, me too. Partly, yeah, partly regretting that. Obviously, Robertson betted him on the day, bested him on the day, as did Mane, and they were the other two options I was considering and most of us were considering. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he's a darn sight cheaper than Mane. It's not as cheap as Robertson. Um, I think it's too early to say which of those three will necessarily shine. But what does slightly frustrate me is that obviously Mane stats are looking, you know, oh, looking out good. of this world yeah. at the moment. So if you did have the confidence to go for um, your um, Gerard Sturridge Suarez combination of uh, Salah Mane and Firmino, um, then you know if you're ever going to get it rewarded, it will be Liverpool at home to Newcastle. And don't forget they got Manu the week after though, so Manu away the week after. So going into that game with three attacking assets, even Liverpool assets, might not necessarily uh, bear quite as much fruit as this week.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. It is the choice between Mane, Van Dijk and Robertson. And I can see why people are going for Liverpool's defence. They seem to have the uh, third best defence in the last four at the moment for shots conceded behind Tottenham and Man City. So they seem to be where to go. It's just like you say, Mane's stats, they are good. He could have had a few in the last game. Um, I mean Liverpool are just so attacking they're just so good to watch I mean Mane had six big chances over the last four with 15 goal attempts four shots on target and it, uh, with an XG of 2.69 but he's only just got the one goal that's the problem with Mane he likes to just miss really random ones, and then suddenly you'll score like a hat trick. So, is the risk you take with Manny? He could probably blank for a few, but then he could score a massive haul. But this attacking three just look probably one of the best in the league with Man City. So, yeah, I, I do think it is an option going all three of them.
2: They've always got a West Brom 0 nil or a Swansea nil one in their locker, though. Don't forget that. Yeah, um, plenty of Liverpool fans tell with that. But yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, at the moment. Um, you know, Newcastle at home this week, Watford at home, week 31. Um, we're all going to have at least two. Well, we're going to have at least three options. We're going to have three options, aren't we? Simple as that. It's just yeah. a question of which three they are.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a banker, and uh, not, no confidence in Newcastle at the moment either. Well, let's move on to Super Sunday. Iceman, I'll let you speak about our beloved Arsenal uh, away at Brighton disappointing dem- demolition in the cup final against City how do you see them bouncing back
1: yeah we got smashed in the cup didn't we um, yeah we did yeah <laughs> I had a few questions on this one and I think it's going round in the community just whether to go for Arsenal players with their fixtures coming up we've got one from Justin Dye did you see any value in the Gunners mid or and front players didn't look too great versus City but would you recommend going in for them for their favourable fixtures ahead so uh, I kind of had a look at it I mean there are there are options there in terms of Ramsey Mkhitaryan and Ozil I just think this is kind of their audition for us because they they don't play well against they've got a terrible record versus the top six I mean they've got six points from a possible 24 which is the lowest they've actually ever had in the league but they don't have top six team for six game weeks now so they're more or less they're kind of like a punt team if you want to go for just a random player I think an Arsenal player could be doable I mean Ozil's always going to be the creator he's created six chances over the last two Ramsey is going to get forward um, Mkhitaryan you know he's got potential there are potential players there for Arsenal I'm not going to go there myself I'm going to allow these two games to see what clicks and I think we'll probably be able to tell a lot more and then we've got the blank to go past but in my wildcard I can see myself bringing in a couple of Arsenal players probably
0: Yeah Peter but what do you think about Arsenal's situation at the moment?
2: Well, firstly, you know, as a Nottingham Forest fan, having knocked you guys out of the cup, I'm loving the just wow. the heaviness in your voice as you <laughs> as you talk talk about Arsenal. There, I mean, you know, I've got a few Arsenal mates, and they they have that same sort of weariness. But it has to be said, Arsenal do always seem to a turn over the uh, the lower teams and b have a good run in. So. As Iceman just said, they've got a good run in again this year. They've got a good, potentially good double game week of uh, Newcastle, Leicester, if that if that comes about. And I'll also be looking to bring in some of their assets for those games. Certainly attacking assets um, this week. I mean, it's 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 bizarre. You know, I never thought I'd be saying, well, I'd rather back Murray over uh, Abamyang, <laughs> but that's probably the case to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, Brighton are in form. Arsenal are in not free freefall, but certainly um, in terms of letting in chances. So, yeah, if I was bringing the play, it'd be Murray, and I'd spend the money elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, sorry guys, I don't like. Lo- well, I do love to rub it in against an Arsenal. <laughs> but um, I but think that's uh, fair yeah, enough. no, it's um, yeah, you know, we know they've got a, a performance in them, but they've also got a performance like last Sunday in them. So uh, you pay your money, you takes your choice. I'm I'm sticking with Brighton on this one.
0: Nice shot. Yeah, I think um, the only player, I think, if you wanted to start leaning towards Arsenal for those games that might be safe is Ramsey. He seems to be the yeah. one that always performs disregarding anything else. I still think he's a good value around that 7 million mark and Fenger's always going to play him no matter what. I think that, that's shown. So I think Ramsey's the safe bet. Um, Glenn Murray, though, having a great season in front of goal for Brighton, taking their penalties. Two more at the weekend. I really liked his link play with... Is is it, uh, is Kiedo on the right hand side? I yeah. thought he he looks. I've seen him a few times now, and he is just very pacey. Seems yeah. to be a good good foil for for the uh, the man up front.
1: It is a shame they've got bad fixtures coming up, Brighter, because I would have seen him as a a good option. I mean, Murray is the best striker in the Premiership at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> uh, and FBL, <laughs> FBL uh, editor what has is... really got one over me on that one, <laughs> especially as I completely bashed his shout of Murray a few weeks ago.
2: Well, well he's, he's more than Lacazette. striker. Yeah. Yeah, form striker. Um I mean they do have some decent fixtures coming up. You know, they've got Huddersfield at home in a few weeks, they got Everton away, you know, that is definitely winnable. I was looking at them as as cheap enablers again for the for the double game week. You can probably tell if I'm not watching team value in my uh my squad. Um, but they've got Palace away and Man City away potentially. And that's it's hard to know which way those will go. You know, they could easily be two shutouts, they could easily be two hatricks, you know, it's just you just can't necessarily tell. So yeah, no, I, I like the looks of uh, look of Murray Sorry. And uh yeah, I I think they might get something out of Arsenal. We'll see. Or well,
1: maybe maybe Lewis Dunn can score another own goal. About <laughs> uh, Arsenal. I think I think
0: I,
2: th-
1: I think Ross is
0: still a realistic shower. I mean, he's going to be all season. He plays in that nice number 10 role. Just off Murray, he's going to play every game for Brighton, so I think he's worth keeping. And I'd actually field him for this game, given how Arsenal's defense have been <laughs> yeah, recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is actually good news for Arsenal that we lost the League Cup final, because on average over the last ten years, bar one, every team that loses the League Cup final have improved their league position by two places. So that means we're currently in six. So technically, we'll end up in fourth. <laughs> well, there we go. But, then we Oh, that was, bar, uh, <laughs> bar oh. that one team. Who? Which team? Do you think that was uh, to to actually go down after losing the uh, League Cup final? It was actually Arsenal uh, when, they, <laughs> when they lost against Birmingham in that. Uh, actual, I remember that. Red yeah. Foot. yeah, Did we watch that one together? To yeah, I think we did. It was a nice. I remember when it when the ball
0: um, ricocheted off of Koscielny's Cushelny, knee yeah. straight Cushelny. into the path of Obafemi Martins.
2: Beautiful. <sighs> it's just a pervading Cushelny. pessimism amongst Arsenal. Fans, isn't it is just, I love it, it. it. It's lots of <laughs> exhaling.
1: Like you've just yes. got to get used to it. Just, <sighs>
0: we're, we're sick for the Premier League. At the end of the day, there's some clubs that will never get near that. So there we go. Let's be the the positive Wenger loving fans. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Good job.
0: Right. Okay. So after that wave of of. I didn't even write any players down there. Um, after that wave of absolute misery, let's uh, move on. So I'm just going to put Glenn Murray for England. Oh, actually, <laughs> uh, no. what's his nationality, Glenn Murray? Yeah, yeah he's English. He's, he's English. English. He's actually, he is, yeah. I, I thought I'd done what um, Harry Redknapp did to um, W.Here's Morgan that time with his 32 caps. <laughs> to Jamaican, Jamaica. yeah. <laughs> so should play him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next game's a bit garbage, so I'm sorry about this, Pete, but um, I'm going to have to come to you for Man City versus Chelsea.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's all about picking the players and that, which doesn't help anyone, does it? Um, <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. Uh, I mean, I've just got rid of um, Hazard, even though I think he's fantastic. I love watching him play. So have uh, I. I've still, <laughs> I've still got um, still got Alonso in my ranks, uh, mainly because I had other things to deal with, and Alonso always, you know, has the potential, you know, to pop up with a, a goal or a race, even against the top team. So, if, if I had my choice, I probably wouldn't have him. As it is, he'll probably play for me in this one. Man City. I mean, you know, sensational at home. Haven't needed to do too much recently. Maybe not, you know, firing in quite as many. But the, the question is, who's going to play? Is this going to be one for Jesus? Is this going to be um, Aguero if he's not playing tomorrow? It's a hard one to call without tomorrow's game, really, you know, in, in, without the knowledge of tomorrow's game. So massive fence sitting there from me. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I just ask you on that? As, a, as someone yeah.
0: that's played the game for years, I know Jesus was awesome at the start of the season, but Aguero's come in and he's been in some form. Is Can Pep drop him? I, I, I
2: think, I don't know if Pep, well, you know, no one can get inside Pep's head of all people, but I think if the league was uh, still in doubt, if there was, you know, there weren't other priorities, um, I think there'd be a definite argument for keeping hold of Aguero, but I don't think he'll see it as dropping him. I think he'll see it as giving him a well-earned break, a pat on the back. Um, and, uh, saving him for some bigger games. So, you know, do I see Aguero bearing in mind he's in my team? Do I see him playing against Arsenal tomorrow, then against Chelsea? Um, then in the uh, Champions League? No, which of those will he rest? Well, he will probably rest the Champions League one with that done and dusted. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily have confidence to say he's going to play both against Arsenal and against Chelsea. It's it's difficult, isn't it? You know, um, I don't think he'll see it as being dropped, though. You know, he, he's always wanted to um, uh, move his assets around and and rest and rotate. Yeah, the, uh, the, so. the,
1: the thing is, when there's so many ifs and buts about an FPL asset, I think it's best steering clear. I know it sounds terrible because Agüero can just score four goals out of nowhere, but yeah, you know, I've got him in my team as well, and I will be looking to move him out for game week 31 I just I kind of want to hold him up till then and just hope that that he plays got this fixture next then they've got Stoke so but that's in between them playing uh, the second leg of the Basel game whether or not have you got Kane as
2: well have you got Kane as well I do I've got Kane Firmino
1: and uh, Aguero so
2: so that's probably where my for me Aguero to Kane for this week is a fairly easy decision probably Um, you know if I had the two of them yeah I'd love to hold on to Aguero but um it's, you know, 12 million tied up in a player who, you know, might get 10 minutes, might get 15 minutes, might get four goals. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride, isn't it, to use the cliche?
1: Yeah, I think I'm just going to wait until it happens. And then as soon as it does, if it does before game week 31, then, yeah, I'll remove him. If not, I'll keep him up to then and probably remove him for Teke for game week 31.
2: I definitely think it's a, a an interesting issue, though, because obviously a lot of us have got a lot of money tied up in Sterling. He's dropped in value this week, I think, hasn't he? Because a lot of people have been getting rid of him, yeah. not just because of his injury, but because there's speculation about his game time, uh, you know, with the league almost done and dusted. Um, I mean, you know, I think you'd probably win at FPL if you had a uh, inside knowledge on, uh, on Pep's mind, couldn't you? Cause. You know, there's so many, you know, so much potential there and also so much frustration.
1: Yeah, see, I've already got rid of Sterling. I did, I had Mm. him, but I got rid of him for, for Ericsson because I just saw they had, he had two hard fixtures in Arsenal and Chelsea. You know, Arsenal, you know, whether that's a hard fixture or not is debatable. But then obviously he had Stoke, which is an easier fixture. But then he had that blank. And I was just thinking, well, I'm wild in Game Week 32, 33. So, Maybe I'll bring him back in then, it, and also he had an injury, so there's a lot of question marks over him. Or yeah, it's probably it already paid tonight.
2: off for you, to be fair. So you know, I hope so. We'll see. We'll I, hope see. He,
1: I hope he gets benched as the uh, as the key
2: tomorrow. Gets gets thirty seconds. That'd be that'd perfect. would be lovely. Yeah, yeah and love a booking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so nice, Guys,
0: just want to ask you yeah. about a, a player for for Man City. Nearly nobody ever. I think it's possibly because of price, but nobody ever shouts Kevin De Bruyne on this podcast. So I think it's unfair because although he's. Higher priced, he just. I think he justifies it. What are your views on him?
2: Is that to me or to, to Tyson? Yeah, you go. Uh, it was no an open question. Right. Let's go to you, Peter, as the guest. Okay. What are your thoughts on KDB? I mean, earlier in the season, when you know we saw Man City rotating and sharing the points, um, I was fairly vociferous, saying he wasn't going to be worth the money. There were better uh, options there, like Sterling, and so on um and i've got to eat my words i mean looking at it the overall points obviously sterling is only a point behind de Boyne, but he doesn't seem to get rested i mean he's always in amongst the points i know that doesn't make sense with you know what i've just said about sterling but he's just an awesome player to to watch you know he's he, he, fantastic if you have got him in your team whether i could afford him i don't know because it obviously means compromises elsewhere but yeah i think he absolutely deserves the credit fantastic player fantastic FBL point scorer and uh i'm, I'm sure it wasn't top of his uh list at the start of the season to make uh, a eat his words, but he has done.
0: And I, spam what, what do you think about the KDB situation?
1: Well, I, I kind of had the choice whether to go him or Aguero. And over the long haul in terms of points, I think that because, um, I would never normally captain Kevin de Bruyne. I have yeah. captained Aguero and he's paid off really well. He obviously, he got me out like, four goals. So I think that I did make the right choice in the end, but, I, I see it being a good choice going KDB or, or Aguero. The only thing is I don't think he's as big a captain option as Aguero so that's why I would choose to invest my money up top in a, in a player I would want to captain.
0: Nice, okay. man, um, just come back to you then. Chelsea,
1: anyone you, you fancy in this fixture? See, I'm I'm gonna stay away from them until uh game week thirty two now. Um No Chelsea, yeah, I I mean like if you've got Alonso, I would probably it's a, it's a tough one whether to keep or not. Like Peter said, he's he's still playing quite well. And, home to Palace the week after. Yeah, home to Palace the week after, so that's the thing. Obviously after that it's a blank then they've got Spurs, so Ugh. it's not easy to, to work out. I'm not going to be bringing him in because uh, I think that the uh, the money should be invested in up front and midfield for the next uh, few fixtures. But it's not to say that I won't be bringing him in for when I hit my wild card, He's, he's going to be an option then. it's going to be quite difficult. I mean, like, did you say you were thinking about bringing him out, uh, Peter? Or are you actually going to? What's the... um,
2: I think I've got other followers to fight, unfortunately, in my team. So yeah. um, probably not. I'll certainly keep him this weekend for the Palace game, possibly get rid of him for game week 31, because if I do want to bring any players in, that obviously releases a lot of money. But he'll be here for the next couple, certainly. Yeah.
0: Okay, Okay, so um, that's all we can say about Chelsea for now. There's not a lot of love for for Eden Hazard at the moment. Yeah, no, not really. Right, well, the last one we're coming to, lads, is uh, United versus Palace. Mm -hmm. So, Iceman, let me uh, come to you to finish for this one. Who do you fancy between these two?
1: Well, just looking at the list of Palace options, there's just so many. <laughs> are you, are yeah. you being sarcastic? Oh, I've tried to be. Yeah. No, you're being sarcastic. There are, you? there are more flags on this Palace team than there are actually players.
2: I'm looking at the same list in it's the defence, I think there's two players who've got more than 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not looking good for them, is it? Yeah.
1: What about? It's like like they're RP? playing minutes. Yeah, what about Lukaku? He might, could be a really good option. To is, uh, who have they got after this game? So they've got Paris. Ah, oh, then they've got Liverpool. I suppose for for a two week punt, I would have said uh, Lukaku would have been a good one. But they have got Liverpool at home. Oh, who knows? He may be. he may be hitting form again. He he played really well against Chelsea. I do see a lot of goals here. For United, maybe Sanchez can actually score a couple. I wouldn't invest in them, though. I suppose if you've got Lingard and you've held on to him for this long, I'd definitely play him in this game. Uh, there's not many players that I am actually looking to invest for for the next couple. So, yeah, I'm kind of steering away until game week 32
2: for United.
0: OK, so not first for United at the moment. Peter, what about you? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, similar. <laughs> for all the stick I've given you guys for being Arsenal fans, I mean, United are just... Dire to watch most of the time, aren't they? Um, no, no disrespect we're, to the millions and millions of fans you just lost much around better, the world. To be honest, um, not
1: much better.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Palace surely are going to concede at the weekend. Lukaku, I don't know if you can say he's hidden in form just yet, but he's the one I'd go for. Um, Liverpool the following week could easily score against them. I personally won't be getting any United assets in. I've got Lingard already, and as you say, he'll stay for this one anyway. But uh, I I just can't be inspired by United. I hate to say it, you know. I saw you know all the gigs and the you know skulls teams of the past, but I just don't see any of that now, which is frustrating because they've got all the players, they've got the pace, they've got the ability. Um, it's just Mourinho obviously seems to set them up in a very stoic manner, doesn't he? So, do we reckon it's going to be a one nil and then rest his players for Champions League? <laughs> Who knows.
0: Yeah, it's, um, at the start of the season, they just looked unstoppable, didn't they? Every game was four, three or four goals, and a kaku was looking really good. Letting those horses
2: just, loose, yeah.
0: And then just the uh, the wheels came off. So, I mean, they're still up there. They still probably will finish second or at least third. But it's just uh, yeah, it's a shame they've got the players, and it's frustrating because I'd love to have Pogba in my fancy football side, but it's just not working out for them, is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, put it this way. When I was looking ahead at players in, in terms of uh, the double game week, the player, the names I was looking at were Degay, Jones, Smallin, You know, yeah. all, all the defensive players. Really, uh, yeah. We know they've got they've got the potential there. They've got the players there, and they're up against Palace. Would it be a shock if they won three or four 0 uh, Only insofar as how we expect them to set up, really. Yeah,
0: I think that's, that's
1: good advice.
2: Ice man, you were you were shouting Christian
0: Benteke for the double game week.
1: <laughs> no, for the blank game week. Uh, yeah, just to take out. Um, the blank, and, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just because he's got good stats. He's a shocking player though. I've <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> obviously got like two goals all season. He plays up. You great. say that last year, um
0: actually no, I'm not gonna even go with that point. Yeah, he's uh, he it's not worked out for him, is it? Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, no, it, it doesn't look good. There's, there's not really anyone on Palace is that to, to invest in.
0: Iceman, you must be absolutely busting for a wee right I'm now. Dying. <laughs> in that case, let's all take a break as the Iceman has a rest break. Fantastic. <laughs> right, Fantastic! Everybody, leave your mics.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: That's the ice refreshed, and we're ready to sum up. So. Uh, the game week coming up, we've got Burnley versus Everton. We talked about Walcott, Niasse as bench fodder, uh, me and Pope as defensive options for Burnley. Leicester, we've got a soft spot for, for Chilwell against Bournemouth, where we talked about Ake, and we've lost faith in Wilson, unfortunately. Saints versus Stoke, uh, not too many jumping out here, but Shakiri is looking like the man now. JWP and Stevens provide some cheaper options. And Butland, despite the error, still looks very good in goal. Spurs versus Huddersfield. Well, Kane, Derek Davis and Ericsson took up most of our chat. Um, We're keeping our eye on Pritchard, Van La Parra and Moy. uh, Our guest Peter coming up with that for Huddersfield potentially turning the corner towards the end of the season. Swansea and West Ham. We looked at Arnie and Ayu. That's uh, Ayu for Swansea. The cheaper one, not his brother who's just signed for them. Uh, Watford versus West Brom. We looked at Decore and Firmino. Liverpool versus Newcastle, your usual golden three, really. Plus, we like the look of Robertson. Brighton versus Arsenal, we have lost all the faith in the Gunners, like every good Arsenal fan TV show. Uh, But we do think Ramsey could be a safe bet. Gross and Murray still provide good value up top for Brighton. The Man City, again, take your pick. But Kuhn, KDB and Sterling are doing the business. We don't really fancy anyone from Chelsea at the moment. They're a bit unpredictable. And finally, Crystal Palace versus United. Defence. End sentence.
1: <laughs> nice sum up.
0: Thank you. Right, chaps, we need to pick captains and we need to know who you're transferring in this week or out. So let's go
2: to our guests first of all. Peter, uh, who's your captain? Uh, well, first of my transfer, so it will be probably Aguero to Kane, which means my captain choice, like probably most of us, will be Salah or Kane. Um, if I get any indications, any suggestions about you know, resting for Champions League or anything like that, then that might have a bearing. But at the moment, it's Salah for me. He's just a model of consistency. And bearing in mind that he does always miss two or three a game, um, he has got a, I think he has got a high ceiling there. I think he has got the potential to hit 15, 20-pointer at some point this season. As, of course, has Kane. I think they're both fantastic choices. If you push me, I'm going to be going for Salah, though.
1: Yeah I suppose the uh, the choice is just between Kane and Salah and I think most people do have them so it is is just yep. going to be that switch maybe a, a coin flip but I did look into it quite a bit and uh, I suppose it, if the Eventus game is on Wednesday. I mean, will that be on Spurs' mind? Maybe an early sub for Kane is probable, but maybe only he needs sixty minutes. And does Salah's consistent returns beat Kane's inconsistent hauls? I suppose is the is the big question there because Kane's probably uh, some people are saying he's got the higher ceiling than Salah, but Salah has been scoring massively recently Liverpool they kind of already qualified for the Champions League haven't they so it's, I suppose it's Spurs are far from it so that's the question whether their minds are going to be on that Juventus game Salah gets so many chances but so does Kane Kane is actually twice as likely to blank but is more likely to get bonus than Salah as a striker, Kane earns 24 points per goal in the bonus points yeah. system, whereas Salah, as a midfielder, only picks up 18. So it's more of a swing towards bonus points system, towards Kane um, yeah. is Salah. With, with the bonus points system, the reason why they both lost out in the last game week is actually because they either took shots off target or they were getting tackled. So Kane missed a, a massive big chance. So that So he, he loses a load of bonus points from that and... Salah gets tackled he seems to get tackled quite a lot throughout a game because he's always trying new things and he's always going for it so he loses out on bonus point system that way Uh, Kane I think he missed two two big chances and four off target against Palace so I think he was heavily penalised in that game but anyway I thought I'd check out the opposition teams more like defensive Mm. stats over recent form Because, obviously, we know they're both brilliant. We know they're both more than capable of scoring goals. Uh, I think that Huddersfield are just a worse team than Newcastle. Newcastle are probably capable of shutting out games like they did against United. Huddersfield, they haven't done that all season. And uh, Huddersfield have actually conceded 48 goals this season. Whereas Newcastle have only conceded 38, so it's 10 difference. And I think Rafa, coming back to Anfield, he's, he's going to want to prove something there. So I think he's actually going to set his team up nicely. Just to, you know, he's, he's got something to prove going back to where he's managed before. Yeah. I know that Newcastle have got this Slovakian international goal, goalkeeper, Debravka, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah Debravka. Mm. He is actually looking one hell of a goalkeeper. So I could probably see him frustrating Liverpool but going back to the stats Huddersfield they've conceded 19 shots on target with 27 in the box over the last four Newcastle conceded 14 shots on target with 42 in the box over the last four. So I've kind of con- concluded there that they're both really bad teams and that they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to let in a load of goals. Um, although the last game Newcastle played uh, Liverpool was actually 1-1. But as I mentioned earlier, last game that Spurs played Huddersfield, they actually lost 4-0. So it is kind of leaning towards Kane's favour favour. I know that a lot of people can say that Salah is just more consistent than Kane and that um, obviously I listed that uh, Kane could probably blank. I just think that this is actually leaning towards the Kane captaincy for me. Ch- I checked out the, the kind of stats between Salah and Kane in terms of expected goals. And Kane's expected goals over the last four was 4.69. And he's only scored three. Salah's expected goals over the last four was 3.29. And he scored five. So Salah's doing better than expected. Mm-hmm. And Kane's wow. underwhelming. So... Against Huddersfield, I feel like Kane is just gonna—he's—he's he's not gonna be missing. He's going for this Golden Boot. He's even listed recently that he wants to be. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Alan Shearer? No, <laughs> no, the uh, the Tottenham guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's wanting to beat his record because he's already beaten Shearer's record for the year. I mean, it, it shows that Salah has has been just more clinical than Kane recently. And I do think Kane's still got the capabilities to to actually do better than him within this game week. He is on penalties, Kane. I do, yeah. Are we saying that Salah is on penalties now? I
2: reckon he is, but yeah. I mean, Milner's been playing as well, hasn't he? And he doesn't normally take yeah. a bad penalty. So yeah, to...
1: exactly. So, I mean, looking at all this, which I, I took a lot of, uh, there's a lot of information online which you can find which I just kind of gathered it all together. Thinking about if you're looking at each player, if you if you know their past experience and you know how good Kane can be, I know that this game against Huddersfield, surely Kane should be racking up the goals. And I just think he is going to be a better captain this game week. I mean, oh, so Can I start...
0: Just to add to this point, what about because we're talking about the individual form of the two players here? What about the people around them? Because for me, the likes of uh, Mane, Firmino, and even the midfield behind Salah are in better form, attacking wise, than the likes of Eriksson and Ali at the moment. Do you think that will play a part in this?
1: Yeah, I mean you've got a point there, but you're still if you're looking at the the stats overall for a team, Tottenham are right up there. They're, they've got the most shots on on goal within the last four. So I mean Liverpool are pretty close behind, but they're still showing that they've got the attacking tent in, intent recently. And I still think they're in good form. Obviously they've smashed Rochdale tonight six one. That's probably got no relevance to FPL, but you know it just shows they they're kind of going to be on a high as well. The, I mean, the only thing that is a question mark for me is that they've got that Juve game coming up, and we're yeah, exactly that be a distraction. Yeah,
2: that's I, I think that's it. I mean, it is very tight, isn't it? Um, and you, you can't argue with either choice. But, I mean, fantastic stats you had there, but I, yeah, I, I agree that Liverpool are through, you fancy, and Spurs, you know, a lot of work to do. So, um, don't forget. I think um, uh, Lorente scored a hat trick tonight, I believe, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, perhaps coming into a bit of form and someone which who, who maybe will be trusted with, you know, 30, 40 minutes um, or, or perhaps longer. I mean, I think they're both fantastic. I have to admit, your stats are turning me towards Kane. I think that um, Salah is averaging more points per game. I think it's 8.6 to. 6.6 or 8.4 to 6.4 something like that but yeah I mean you know, when Kane's in the mood nothing can stop him can it?
1: Yeah I suppose if you're looking at the list of averages Salah surely can't score five games in a row can he? <laughs>
0: because he... Well, Jamie Vardy didn't do too bad a few seasons ago did he?
1: No I know I just list list of averages you know kind of probability is that he's going to fail soon <laughs> no I'm just uh, I'm, I'm clutching i I'm it's just that uh, I was looking at all this data and I was thinking I do want to captain uh, Kane it's not to say that I'm definitely going to captain Kane. I just want to to read out the arguments. I mean, like, yeah. I'm I'm three K at the moment. This, my safest option would be to captain Salah because he's going to be the most captained. But I just feel like Kane has got a bigger haul than than Salah this game week. And uh, I felt like that a couple of weeks ago with the Salah Aguero option, and then Aguero goes and bangs four. So I'm trying to follow my gut this season more, but I'm kind of thinking maybe it's just safer playing with the Salah captaincy.
2: If, if you were a betting man, though, wouldn't you say that the two of them are perhaps likely to finish within three or four points of each other this week?
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you look You know, at it, we agonise
2: over these decisions, and, and more often than not, not every yeah, time, but more matter. often than not. Yeah, uh, I mean, last um, week... It's a good debate, though.
1: Great debate. If, yeah, if you captain Kane last week, you only lost four points if you didn't captain mm. Salah, if you got both yeah. of them. So, more or less, a lot of people do have both of them. So, I do think that they're both going to score. So, the argument is technically redundant because they're both going to score big. So it's, mm. uh, yeah.
2: It won't always happen. I mean, that's there's great facts as well. So, that's an interesting debate. And it's one which I think, as you say, we're yeah. all going to have before Saturday. So Yeah. Nice. Um... So did you
1: pick one then, I have <laughs> um, I've got fifty p around here somewhere. I'm going <laughs> to flip that. Nice, right?
0: Well, uh, I'm going to keep it nice and simple. I'm going to go with Harry. Fair enough. Uh, just yeah, yeah just I, I think yeah, make a great argument for both. I just um, I just always with the the front man more for me when they're against the, a weaker side. My transfer for this week is going to be Liverpool, though. I'm probably going to take some money out of my defence where I've got Vertonghen at the moment, who's a bit of a doubt in terms of injury, and go with Robertson for, for Liverpool. I like the look of that in terms of uh, putting a bit of money in the bank and actually as an attacking option from defence.
2: Yeah, great shout. Yeah. Yeah, shout. My
1: my uh, transfer this week, I'm either holding or I'm going Davis or the likes to Ben me at the moment. I'm not really seeing any other options. Maybe even a Loftus-Cheek to Pritchard for next week. I'm not sure. It's it, I could go Davis this week.
0: Nice, okay, um, interesting section chaps, Iceman is there any a uh, few, few
1: questions from Twitter we'd like to answer Yeah we've got some questions from Twitter, we're not going to be able to answer them all in this particular podcast but we will uh, try to answer the ones about the game week coming up uh, yeah, so we've got one here from Fantasy Football Hub. He's just saying, looking forward to this one, gents. Question for Peter. What should we do with the Game Week 31 players that aren't performing, uh, i.e. Wilcott and Wilson? Uh, he's saying he's looking at those two. What do you reckon we should do with the, the players like Wilson and Wilcott at the moment then, Peter?
2: If we were four or five weeks back, I might say it'd probably be worth getting rid of them. But this close to Game Week 31, surely the temptation is to keep hold of them. I mean... If that's the biggest issue in your team, then fair play to you. I've certainly got other things I'm dealing with. I'm going to hold on to your likes of Wilson, who I've got. Um, Walcott's, you know, we, we know he's he's hot and cold, hit and miss. He can definitely uh, bring some points in game week 31. So, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm literally looking at just a transfer or two for the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm holding on to those, you know, to, for, to the bitter end.
1: Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Billy? What's your opinion on that one?
2: Yeah, i definitely
0: hold. I think it's, for the sake of the four points, if they have a good game week, then, yeah, I think stay with them for now. It makes sense, common sense.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, we also had a load kind of around the same question they're asking, one from El Magico, about uh, blank game week 31 players, who would you have? One from Jess Gabriel saying best attacking options for blank Game Week other than Liverpool because a lot of people have got those Liverpool players. FPL Fish kind of saying the same thing. Noob, FPL and Zara. Pedkov is also kind of saying the same thing. Uh, so best defenders, midfielders and strikers for this Game Week 31 uh, and goalkeepers. What do you reckon, Peter? What's your thoughts on that? At the moment, we, who would you Yeah, we terms?
2: mentioned a few of the uh, Huddersfield players who might be going under the radar, particularly in midfield. So, you know, Pritchard, uh, possibly Van Power. Parra. not exactly under the radar, but I think most teams are going to be getting him in. Some of the other ones are, are, are hard to call. You know, Everton, as we've said, they've not got that much attacking threat, even though, you know, if you've got Walcott, you hang on to him. Bournemouth, you know, they, they're they also a little bit unpredictable. And, you know, those of us who have Wilson aren't, you know, aren't delighted about that. So, yeah, beyond Liverpool, it's tough. But um, Huddersfield, I think, might surprise us. And yes, yeah, Stoke uh, are certainly capable at the moment of putting the ball in the net. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's slim pickings, and that's influenced my decision probably to hold on to my three hits and ride it out with just seven or eight players. Because you know, looking at the uh, the choices I'd have uh, if I play my wild card. In game week 35, I'm just a lot more kind of excited by the options I've got that week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, slim pickings for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think maybe, maybe a, a good way to go through this is to each of us kind of list a player in each position who we think we're going to have other than Liverpool players or we think <laughs> that are a good option. So going from goalkeeper, which
2: goalkeeper would you go for at
1: the moment other than any Liverpool players? Um, I
2: probably won't have a goalkeeper, but if uh, if I was to have one, I think it would be Butland.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And what about you, Billy?
0: Um, I'm, I'm Just thinking in terms of if you're building up to this, if you look at Huddersfield, there are three fixtures over that. So the game week prior, they've got mm. Swansea at home, they then play Palace at home, and then they're at Newcastle away. So actually... If you had the and then they've got Brighton away, so, Brighton away,
2: and then Watford, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's not a bad run of fixtures to have a goalie from Huddersfield as a punt, who'd be a bit cheaper as well.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. Lossell, yeah. I mean, like, if option. if you've not got your wild card and things, maybe people should be looking at these options as well. But yeah, I would go for for Butland. But yeah, Lossell's a good shout. What about defence then? What are we looking at defenders? So, other than VVD and Robertson, who are we looking at? Who's who's your main defender you would go for in this game week?
2: Billy, for me, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, was that me, Peter or Pete? You can go first, you're, you're already talking. <laughs> uh, well, fair enough, sorry. I was going to probably say Ake. Um, I, I mean, I can end up with just Van Dyke in week 31, but um, Ake would probably be my shout.
1: Yeah,
0: Bully? Yeah, I was going to mention him as well. I suppose um, for those of you still holding on to a West Brom defensive player against Bournemouth, if you've still got Higatse, anybody, I'd probably play him as a differential. Beyond that, though, you know...
1: Slim I'm digits. sure there'll be a, a
0: scanky goal in that Stoke Everton game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, I was I was thinking about Martina. Is it Martina? Am I getting that right? I've totally forgotten his name.
2: He was Bauer for Stoke. No, no,
1: Martina for Everton, sorry. Um Oh, yeah. Oh, god. Yeah, yeah. I, I was cuz he he's right up there on the uh the BPS, yeah, recently and he is looking pretty good. He's getting 90 minutes uh, only 4.4. Mm. 4. He is another option I'd uh, consider for that game week. Um, right, moving to midfielders, who out of the midfielders other than the Liverpool lot would you go for?
2: I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to avoid Shaqiri, even though he's an obvious choice, I'm going to say Pritchard. Yeah,
1: yeah, so he was my man. What about you, Billy? Yeah,
2: uh,
0: well, we've talked about Shaqiri, we've talked about Walcott already. We, well, we haven't said Spurs in that, so I think it's definitely worth having an Ericsson or an Ali in they're, that week.
1: They're, they're not playing. They're, They're hour, up, mate. Left, left yeah. through now, aren't they? so I'll be
0: clocked off. Oh, of course. Gone. Okay, I haven't really got anyone else I can add to that. To be honest,
1: <laughs> I think that what, what I'm kind of trying to get to show for this is that this game week is very slim pickings in terms of who you've got to choose from. So I wouldn't be too concentrating on this blank game week too much and looking at it because you know we've had one, two, three, four, five questions there who people are thinking who are we going for what, who are the players like? and it's just showing that there are not many so mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily concentrate too much on this blank game week maybe when it comes to it you know, bring a few in uh, I think a lot of people are not going to have many players and I don't see it being a big scoring week unless you're going to use your free hit for this week I can't see it being big scoring. So, yeah, I suppose up front is uh, kind of the same story in terms of Niasse, maybe Benteke. <laughs> there's not really anyone who who I can vouch for to bring in other than the Firmino because there's not even any reliability in Wilson. I suppose if you're really going, throwing it out there, Rondon might be a punt, but no, it's, it, again, slim pickings. What, what are your thoughts on strikers, Peter?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say one of the Bournemouth boys if we knew which one it was going to be. You know, if Defoe was back in and, and finding some form, but again, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I think the point is there are there are obviously going to be some high scores in game week 31, but it's there's no obvious, there's no standout ones who you say, you know, th- this is definitely worth gambling on. You know, I think if you, I think you do really well if you do pick 10 or 11 players and they all score well that week because, you know, even those games apart from Liverpool one. It's hard to know which way they go. You know, there's a lot there which could be goalless draws, could be two all. So um, I, I'd have no faith in my ability to to pick an eleven that week. Um so yeah, strikers. uh, uh I, I will stick with I don't know. <laughs> I, I will stick with Wilson or, De, or Defoe, I guess, yeah. if there's any indication which them will play. But I'm not I'm not thrilled by those choices. Yeah,
1: Billy, Anything more to add? Yeah.
2: No, I'm really just Niasse yeah, so was the only
0: one I would say, other than the ones that we've mentioned. I'll keep keep your eye on a uh, Cho soon for Everton if he ever comes good in the next few weeks, but I can't really see it happening. There isn't a whole lot of firepower, in this is there? no,
2: right.
1: exactly. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, is that all the questions you got from Twitter? Uh, there yeah, I mean? we've
1: still got a few more, but we're going to do it in the uh, the Patreon pod. So if you are yep. wanting to hear more from Peter and his knowledge he's got to give, if you sign up to our Patreon page, Patreon dot com forward slash Fantasy Football Surgery, you'll be able to hear the interview and the rest of the Twitter questions. Exclusive
0: on the- interview with Peter after this, so we'll uh, we'll answer a few more of those questions at that point. Okay, doke So well, I think this uh, this brings this current podcast to an end peter do you want to say bye to the listeners on on this pod first yeah thanks for listening and uh, thanks for having me on guys yeah absolutely brilliant to have you some great insight there from someone very experienced in fpl if people want to get in contact with you or ask you questions do you have a pre- you know what's your twitter presence like anything else you want to plug <laughs> uh non-existent
2: sadly i mean uh, man, iceland yeah. will tell you i'm not the most uh, technically minded he's uh, he signed me up for this magical thing called skype on, on my uh, mobile phone but that's as uh, technological as i get i'm afraid so Do you know uh, that's
0: what I've, as a theme developing here all the people that are really really good just have like very little online presence They're just kind of, <laughs> they just focus um, on their own decision making it
2: seems to work yeah i mean i'm sure if you guys had any questions um you know you could put them through to me by email or you know on, on the phone and uh, i'd be happy to answer them on behalf of the listeners excellent
0: Okay, no, it's been great having you on board. Thank you for that. And uh, for those of you who want to hear more from Peter, we're going to be interviewing him for our Patreon followers. So you can look forward to that, Patreoners. Let me tell you how to follow the Fancy Football Surgery. So www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook by typing Fancy Football Surgery. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and listen to us on SoundCloud. We are also on Reddit. Twitter is where most of our activity goes on, at FF underscore surgery. Send us a question on there. Get involved with the chat. Good network of people. Uh, you can send us emails, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Please no spamming. And you can also join the Me League on 1173-455. And like we said, you can follow us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Surgery to get involved with our exclusive loyal followers. Iceman, any final comments? No final comments from me. No final comments from me. Thanks for coming on, Peter. No, it's pleasure. Great pod. Thanks for listening once again, everybody. Good luck in your games. (laughs)
1: Yeah we spent of uh, cheaper uh, Swansea strikers last night. I was We've, watching lost, the We've yeah. lost you, mate. Can't yeah. hear you. Oh. Cannot hear, hear you. No. no? No? No, I'll let you know.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I was watching I was watching some of the Swansea game when they played Sheffield Wednesday. They had a <laughs> you've uh,
1: got a very deep voice now.
0: <laughs> hello. Why? Hello. Why
1: is it all really deep? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's weird. Just at puberty. <laughs> it 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 does sound deeper, doesn't it, Peter? Hello. It, oh, now distance. Yeah, what no, we are. No now distance. Yeah, we'll get there eventually.
0: Distant, distant or deep
1: now. Still, both
0: are uh, a lovely blend of both. Hold on, let's
1: try. <laughs> Plastic. Oh, one day we're gonna buy you a new cable for that mic mic check mic check that's better
0: yes you know I did that didn't you
2: yeah off Off and on off Off and on on. on. (laughs) on. (laughs) on. can't (laughs) go wrong
1: do you want to to continue
0: (laughs) um yeah yeah Uh, yeah